Hello, hello, and welcome to the Your Latina Mentor podcast with your host, Isabel Restrepo, or Isabel Restrepo, as I got used to saying growing up in Minnesota so that people would understand me. And that's actually a perfect example highlighting what this podcast is all about, where I'll be sharing experiences, tools, and resources to navigate what it means to be a woman, a Latina, an immigrant, and everything in between what I like to call this human experience. Part of the inspiration for this podcast is also that I didn't have a Latina mentor growing up, and I wish that some of the things that I'm going to share with you, somebody would have shared with me. I am so happy that you are here. Welcome. Hello, hello. Welcome to the third podcast episode. I just get really excited because... I'm realizing that the moment that I hit record, I'm like, wow, I'm actually doing it. I'm actually doing the podcast, which is something that I've really had on my mind for a long time. And now to be actually here with you, to be here with you, sharing it with you, it's just like, oh my goodness, it's happening. And the moment I just hit record, I kind of had that realization. So Thank you for coming along the ride with me. And I wanted to talk about today about coming back to your core and what that means and what are different tools that you can use and when does it show up? I mean, we, this is something that I think is so important to kind of um, take into account of what's yours and what isn't and when am I giving my power away and what does it all mean? I mean, this can be referred to as shadow work or healing the inner child or just, you know, all of these different terms that essentially I think it's just, okay, how do I come back to me? How do I stop leaking energy and how do I stay whole so that I can then fill someone else's cup from my cup that's full, if that makes sense. And so I want to provide a couple of tools that have really helped me that are really easy to do. So, you know, no one, no one else has to know that you're doing this. (laughs) I think sometimes when we think about meditation or personal development or kind of this inner healing or whatever you want to call it. I mean, use the terms that you want, but the energetics are the same underneath. It's like, it has to be this whole big thing where, you know, I have to get my crystals and I have to light the incense. And while yes, we can do all of that. And yes, we can create kind of this ritual out of it. A lot of the times when we're triggered and or when we're activated, it's not when we're, you know, setting up the ritual and setting up that safe space. Very for me, a lot of the times it's when I'm with family and it's like, ooh, they are just hitting all the right buttons because hello, they've created them. <laughs> and I've created the buttons for them too, you know? And so I wanted to provide just a couple of different tools that you can use in the moment. And these are things that have helped me along the way. And I hope that, you know, they can at least uh, provide a little bit of help for you. Try them on for size. If you don't like them, you never have to do them again. Uh, But if you do like them, let me know and, and yeah, reach out and let me know because I always like to hear what works for other people too. Or if you have any suggestions yourself, 
send them my way. So one of them, so I'll, I'll very likely have Maxine Dillon of Blue Star Guidance on one of these episodes. I love her. She has completely transformed my life for the better, but you know, I'll gush about her at another episode. Uh, but she shared this tool with me and I found it to be so helpful. And the thing that kept coming up for me is like, you know, my, I kept on giving like energy to the, uh, to things outside of me, whether that's a family member or a situation or a job or whatever it may be. And she suggested that I start off a little meditation and say my name to myself three times. So I could try this, you know, laying down, you know, in the morning when you wake up, you can, um, that's kind of how I started to do it was, okay, as part of my morning meditation practice, I would, you know, be laying in bed, lying in bed, and I'd say my name to myself three times and just kind of like call my energy back to me. And then I would do it at night as well. And I noticed, so the first couple times, it's really weird. Like for me, it was really awkward. Like it was just kind of like, wait, what? Oh, this is new. Like, oh, I don't know. Just kind of this like uneasy feeling. And because I grew up speaking English and Spanish, my name is pronounced a little bit differently for both. So I noticed that I also had a different reaction if I was saying my name to myself in English or in Spanish. So Isabel or Isabel has a different kind of uh, reaction in my nervous system, in my body. And I can't remember the, the details of it now, which don't really matter, but I noticed that there was a difference. And the more that I started practicing that because it's not going to be like, oh yeah, I did it the first time. It's great. Which I know that I have that thought that the first time I do something, it's like going to be perfect. And it's going to be, oh, like I'm going to set a boundary and it's going to be so good. And the other person's going to understand. And no, <laughs> that's never how it works. But even with this practice, I was like, okay, great. I'm going to say my name to myself three times, call my energy back to me. Yes, it's going to be great. And not necessarily. And so the first couple times I did it, it was just kind of like, oh, wait, oh, this is new. What is happening? This feels a little bit uneasy. And then, and then as I started practicing more and more, it started to get really comfortable. And I started noticing what does it feel like in my body for me to say my name to myself and be really present with it? And you know, why is there's, why is there this level of being uncomfortable when I do that? And how can I create safety while doing that? And so I started practicing it every day. I would say my name to myself in English and in Spanish. I also go by Juliana on my dad's side of my family. Like everyone calls me Juli. And so I started incorporating Juliana into it or Juli or Isabel Juliana. Very rarely do I present myself as Juliana in English. Actually, never <laughs> Juliana, except now I'm remembering my friend Joe, who anytime he says hello to me, he's like, Juliana. Now I'm, what a fun little um, memory. But anyway, I digress. And so I started playing with it. I started adding my last name, but essentially that core Isabel or Isabel is what has helped me really put it into practice in the day to day. So 
I noticed that for me personally, I, when it comes to my family members, I really go into like, I want to help you mode. What can I do? And they're not necessarily asking for my help. Sometimes it's like just having a conversation and I'm trying to go into like problem solve and it's like, whoa, whoa, no, no, I don't need to do that. They're not asking me for my help. I don't need to go into, you know, help mode. And so the moment that I notice that I'm starting to do that, I start to say my name to myself and, you know, I I don't even have to say it out loud. I can just say it in my mind and I notice immediately it's like, oh, I'm coming back to me. My energy doesn't need to go to this other person. It can stay with me. My energy can stay with me and that's safe to do. And keyword or words, <laughs> keywords, that's safe to do. My It's safe for my energy to stay with me. What a concept. I mean, right? Like as I'm saying that, it's kind of like, well, yeah, duh. But to put it into practice is so different. I think being, you know, for a long time, the middle child and growing up in an environment where sometimes uh, parents' moods are unpredictable, it's like, okay, I got to make sure that everyone else is okay so that I can be okay. And really learning that I don't have to do that in order to be okay. If I take care of me first, that's what really matters. That's what really, that's the thing that I really need to focus on. And so with this practice of saying my name to myself, it always brings me back to, okay, I'm coming back to me and it's safe for me to do that. And when it doesn't feel safe to do that, like what's the under, like what's the underneath thing? Do I think that in order for me to be loved, I need to go into problem solving mode or in order for me to be loved, I need to make sure that the other person's okay. But how can I bring all of that attention and bring it back to me? Because the moment that I do that, the moment that I bring it back to me, then I have enough energy and I'm replenished enough to be able to provide for that other person, which is essentially what I want to do. And even if they are not asking for my help, then I don't need to, you know, it can be on reserve or just keep it for me. Like sometimes I, especially with my younger siblings, it's like, I want them to be okay. And well, I guess my older sibling, everyone in my family, it's like, I want them to be okay. But really reminding myself of, okay, am I making sure that I'm okay? Am I taking care of little Isabel? Because it always come to, comes back down to the inner child. Is little Isabel okay? And checking in on her first and then going out or not. You know, <laughs> it's like this fine dance between, yes, I will be there for you if and when you need me to, but first I need to be there for myself. So that's that's one example, one of the tools of like saying your name to yourself three times in whatever language uh, that you speak. If you speak more than one language, of course, just change the way that you say your name and notice if there's a difference. For me, there was, maybe for you, there won't be. Practicing your full name too. I have four names, a first name, a middle name, my last name, and my second last name. That's very common here in Colombia. And so practice all of the ways that you could be named (laughs) and notice the differences. And with each one, train your body that it's safe to be in your physical body. It's safe to be 
in that physical space. And so that's one. The other tool that I want to provide you with, it's called the chakra warm up. So doing it, you know, first thing you do after, you know, you wake up, you do the say your name to yourself three times. Maybe, you know, you brush your teeth, you whatever. Like once you're up and about, then it's like, okay, tell your body that you we're back from the dream world and we're in this physical space and you're going to warm up your, your body. You're going to warm up every chakra. You're going to wake them up to be able to navigate throughout the day. And so my favorite is starting by stomping on the floor and looking down at the floor and watching your feet touch the floor and like really feel the connection between your feet and the floor and stomping and saying, I'm here. And then it's like, okay, then I'm going to pat my legs up and down. I'm going to pat my hips, my stomach, my bottom, my back, my chest, my arms, the front and back, you know, my back, my neck, my shoulders, my head, the top of my head, and just kind of getting your, getting your body active from head to toe, do a little bit of voice activation too. Maybe you're fluttering your lips, you know, like, like all of the different noises, like very high and then very low and just kind of getting your body up and ready and active. I think for a long time, it was just like, great, I'd wake up and you're just kind of on autopilot mode. But I really like taking the time to like, okay, no, I'm here again, kind of creating that safety within your body that it's okay. And it's safe to be in your body, I think is key. Um, always coming back to the body, always coming back that it's safe to be here. We're in this physical form, this human experience. And for me, that's always, whenever I start to get really stressed out or anxious, it's like, oh, I'm just, I'm not in my body. I'm way too in my head, you know, very from the neck up, which for many of us, if we're working um, at a computer, for example, a lot of mind, the mind is going and going and going, which is a great tool. Uh, but then once it's been like overactive and we're not in our bodies, it's like, okay, reminder to come back into the body. And so I also noticed that, well, that's a great way to start the day. Sometimes uh, in the middle of the day where it's like, I've been working a lot. If I'm working on projects, uh, if I take a pause and I'm like, okay, wait, come back. I'm in my body. It's safe to be here. Yes. The mind is a great tool, but you know, that feeling of safety and like groundedness is going to come uh, by connecting with your body, or at least that has been my experience. And when I used to do energy healing therapy, it was like always bringing the energy back into your body, into your core. I think about the core too, like if we use the example from before, when you're saying your name to yourself, it's like the core, like your spine, like you're like physically in your center from head to toe. So I like to use that visualization too. If I'm calling my name back to myself, it's like from head to toe, from all of the different chakras and feeling your feet from the ground up or bringing the energy also from the top down where it's like, okay, I'm going to take all of that mental activity and I'm going to bring it down from the top of my head down like, like, like a candle that's a candle wax that's melting. It's like, okay, bringing it back down to the floor, to the bottom of my feet, imagining roots growing down from the bottom of my feet into the core 
and really just activating every every point from head to toe. The other thing I notice, another tool that I really like is is kind of the self-soothing or tapping. So there is a practice called tapping where you're tapping on different energetic points and you're releasing kind of the limiting belief and reprogramming it with somebody else. And that's a practice that I do enjoy, but I'm not as well versed. And the thing that works for me is kind of that like tapping of self-soothing and the spot that really just kind of brings me, helps me come back to my center is like that little spot between the collarbone, like in the middle of the chest. And so if I'm in a situation where I'm getting activated or triggered or whatever, term you want to use, which is just kind of like the nervous system is starting to kick itself up and it's like alert, danger, fight or flight, whatever it may be. Then I kind of start tapping, tapping on my chest and it's like, no, 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 come back. Like, it's okay to be here. It's safe. You are safe right now in this moment. And, and this, this can happen to me. Like sometimes when I'm driving and somebody cuts me off and I get all mad and I'm like, okay, calm down. They, you know, I don't need to waste my energy on that. Like come back to my center and I tap on my chest or if, I'm having a difficult conversation with somebody and by difficult, it doesn't necessarily have to be something like really intense. Sometimes a difficult conversation for me can be expressing a need that in the past I have been afraid to speak into existence, but now I'm practicing it. I'm saying it out loud and that for me can be difficult. So it's like, I'm tapping because it's like, it's okay. I'm here. Like I'm here, this higher version of myself or this Uh, adult version of myself is with that small version of me, that inner child version of me. And it's okay. And it's safe. I don't know. It's just kind of like this little, um, like if you think about putting a baby to sleep where you're kind of rubbing their back or kind of like tapping their back, that's kind of what it feels like. But obviously I I won't be tapping my back, uh, just cause I mean, my hand, well, as I'm trying to do it, I guess I could reach, it does reach the back, but the chest just kind of makes it a little bit easier for me. And usually when something is very emotional, that's, that's the spot that tends to get activated for me in my chest. And that can go from like the middle stomach where my belly button is all the way up to my throat. So kind of that, that space in between. And sometimes I'll rub to like up and down. But I, I noticed that the tapping for me is really subtle. If I'm having this conversation with this other person and I'm trying to soothe myself, like the little tapping is something that I can do and they're not going to, you know, it's, it's not so visible where it's like, Hey, what are you doing? And even if they were, I'd be like, Oh, I'm, I'm just trying to calm myself down. Cause it's a little bit difficult for me, but I've actually never had anyone ask me that, <laughs> but maybe they will now, now that I'm saying that. And these different tools have really helped me recognize the moment that my energy leaves me. Because the question that kept coming up for me the last couple of weeks is, am I giving my energy or my power away? And this happens the most for me, as I mentioned, with my family, where I start to worry about them, where, oh my gosh, this is happening in their life. What can I do? And I kind of take on this like over like caring personality where they're not asking for, no one's asking for my help. Why am I worried about them? This is their lesson to learn. Why am I going to try and intervene with their lesson? Why am I giving up my power away to that situation? Why am I giving my power away to that person? And really bringing it back to me, recognizing that moment that can be so clear, or I hope that, you know, 
it can become so clear because for a long time for me, I didn't, it wasn't so clear. I was on a trip with, with a family member a couple of months ago and in the moment I couldn't describe it. But then later, as I was talking to someone about it, I was like, Oh, that's what happened. That was the moment my energy left me and went to somebody else. And then it became so clear. So I hope that while practicing these things, that that moment of clarity can come so that you then know what it feels like, and then you can identify it for the next time. So it's always a practice. I mean, even now, sometimes it's still, it's not like, oh, every time that I notice it, it's perfect. And my energy never leaves me. No, no, no. This is a constant practice, but now I'm able to recognize it a lot faster and you know, tying it back to kind of these situations from the first episode and the second episode of the first one being like, this is just me and radical acceptance of me. It's like, yes, all of my energy is back here with me. Or in the second episode, talking about identifying with being a feminist in a machista culture. And when I speak up about that, it can be really difficult sometimes because it's going against what we usually do and say in society, but then how do I keep my energy with me while still expressing myself uh, in the way that I want to? And again, I mean, the family situations is such a clear example for me because that's the most obvious. Then of course it's personal relationships or even something as like having a job interview and then you're waiting to hear back. And it's like, you're constantly thinking about the interviewer, the recruiter, the company, all of, you know, in the future, future tripping. And it's like, no, no, no. How do I come back to me? How do I come back to me right now in this present moment that it's safe to be in this present moment and oh, even just saying that my body like can like whoo my body just calms down it's like this like breath of fresh air from head to toe where it's like oh i don't have to worry about the future oh my god how great i can just be here right now okay that's great or oh i don't have to worry about what this other person's going to do and what might happen and if you know this and xyz happens with that person oh no, I don't have to worry about all of that. Oh, great. Like what a relief that I don't have to worry about all of that. And while the intention to be loving and caring for family members or for significant others or for, you know, even society in the world, sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, there's just so many injustices. Like I can get really bogged down and it's like, no, 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 come back to me. I'm going to be able to be much more effective from that place if I'm if I have my cup full than if I'm trying to pour from an empty cup. And I love that visual because think about it. If you have a cup and it's full, hello, then you're going to be able to pour. But if you don't have it full and you're just like dry, how exhausting. How are you going to pour into somebody else's cup? And and maybe they don't want your whatever is in your cup. Like <laughs> Sometimes it's like, I just need to reserve it for me. And at one point or another, that cup is, I'm going to share it with somebody else. And then it's going to be great. And I refill it again versus this constant, like, I need to make sure everyone else is okay. My energy is everywhere. Oh my goodness. I don't even know where I am anymore. And just really coming back to center, which for me has just been a game changer. And of course, I want to share we'll go into much more detail about all those different kinds of tools and future 
in future episodes and guests. Uh, but I wanted to kind of bring these little tools that you can start applying day to day now and let me know how it goes. Let me know how it changes, how it changes as you, as you create these practices. And remember that again, this is a practice. It's like when you will start working out, you are not going to have a six pack the next day, or you're not going to see immediate results. It's so funny that we think that because we do one thing one time, it's like, okay, great. Now, like, how do I like, great. What do I have to show for it? It's like, whoa, calm down. Like, take a minute, take a minute. Things take time. It's practice. And it's not about like, oh, like, oh my God, I'm leaving my body every time. My energy is leaking everywhere. Uh, No, no, no. It's just about the awareness and building that practice. And man, you're right. Yeah. I did kind of leave myself that moment, but then, you know, for next time, how would you know if you don't ever bring awareness to it and bring that kind of self-compassion? Again, we're talking to that little inner child version of you. Something that helps me is imagining, like if I have a picture of myself as a child, that always helps me. It's like, oh, I'm actually talking to that Isabel. And how can I show up for her in a place of compassion and understanding and love? Because that's going to be way more effective. I haven't met anyone that's like, yeah, I love getting yelled at. (laughs) Like what? No, nobody likes getting yelled at. No. So why do we do that to ourselves? Again, because we leak that energy. We're letting that power, we're letting that part of ourselves leave us going on to all these different places, but it's time to call it back inwards for ourselves. And so I invite you to practice some of the things and the tools that I've just mentioned. Let me know what it feels like for you. I'm very curious about the saying your name to yourself three times. And if that changes, depending on what language you're speaking, because it definitely had a difference for me. So let me know how it goes and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Your Latina Mentor podcast. If you like what you heard, please let me know by leaving a review and sharing it with friends and family. If we aren't friends on social media yet, go check out Instagram at Your Latina Mentor or check out the website yourlatinamentor.com and we will see you on the next episode. Talk soon.